Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Toku Secrets Podcast presented by AnimeSecrets.org. I'm your host, Nathan Desaw. And today I'm here by myself to talk about a subject of Power Rangers that is a very special piece of Power Rangers, at least to me. I'm going to be talking with you guys about the history of Power Rangers on VHS. Yes, Power Rangers, all of the seasons now, are released on DVD, and we are able to watch them like that. But when I was a kid, I personally enjoyed watching Power Rangers on VHS. In fact, it was actually kind of the one of the main ways that I watched the show. I especially loved how the seasons from In Space all the way to Wild Force compiled episodes together as if they were one big movie and having a very seamless storyline. So today, I, we are going to take a look at every Power Rangers VHS release from Mighty Morphin all the way to SPD, after which videotapes were officially discontinued. And I will be giving my thoughts on each of the releases as we go on. I, will not, I won't be able to go into as much detail with some of them since I didn't have some of these videotapes, but I'll give, my opinion, but I'll give very in-depth opinions on the ones that I did own. So without further ado, take a back seat as we prepare to take a big dive into the history of Power Rangers on VHS. Naturally, we are going to start with the very first season of Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin. Naturally, with Mighty Morphin being the most iconic and well-known of the series, it received quite a bit of VHS releases. Mighty Morphin Season 1, where it all began, started, started with a total of 10 episodes released on home video. The first five releases were each an episode dedicated to the main five rangers, and the second release was, of course, the infamous Green with Evil saga that sees the debut of everyone's favorite evil Green Ranger, Tommy Oliver. The first five episodes released included Day of the Dumpster, dedicated to Jason, the Red Ranger, High Five, dedicated to Trini, the Yellow Ranger, Food Fight, dedicated to Billy, the Blue Ranger, Happy Birthday, Zack, dedicated to the Black Ranger, Zack, and No Clowning Around, dedicated to the Pink Ranger, Kimberly. These episodes had two different releases, with the initial release featuring a more cartoonish and stylized cover where the ranger would be seen battling the monster of the day in each of these episodes, or Goldar in Jason's case, and it simply featured some commercials for other Power Rangers merchandise, such as ranger figures and Zord toys. Not really anything special about these VHS releases. The second, re-releases, however, did feature something a little bit cooler. The covers were updated to feature a more, a more live-action cover showing footage of the Rangers posing and the Rangers battling against putties unmorphed. They featured the episodes, but they also had a lot of bonus material, including showing interviews of each of the Ranger characters being interviewed in character. So Austin St. John is being interviewed while pl as playing Jason, Tui Trong is being interviewed, being playing Trini, and etc. 
It also showed highlights from each of the Ranger characters when they were attending a D.A.R.E. event. I remember having, I remember seeing a lot of these episodes available at my local Blockbuster. I actually own a VHS copy of Happy Birthday, Zach, although I'm pretty sure that was originally owned by my brother. And I rented at least all of these except Food Fight, since unfortunately Food Fight was not available at my local Blockbuster, which sucks considering how Billy was my favorite of the first five. These VHS releases are pretty cool, although some of the episode choices are a little confusing. I mean, okay, Jason having Day of the Dumpster dedicated to him is fine, since he's the leader and the main character of the show, and you do want to show the very first episode released on, released on VHS. High Five for Trini is perfect, since that is very clearly a Trini episode. And Happy Birthday, Zach, is very clearly a Zach episode, since, well, his name is in the title. However, the other two episodes are a little bit questionable. I guess you could get away with saying that Food Fight is a Billy-focused episode, since Billy is the one who comes up with a strategy on how to defeat Pudgy Pig. But there are plenty of episodes that are much more prominently Billy episodes, such as Peace, Love, and Woe, and there is absolutely no excuse for them having no clowning around for Kimberly. That entire episode revolves around Trini having to babysit her young cousin at a, at a county fair. And Kimberly doesn't really do much throughout that entire episode. To be fair, I can't really remember that many episodes specifically dedicated to Kimberly, except for maybe the episode Foul Play in the Sky, where she goes on a plane trip with her uncle or one of her family members, I can't remember. But yeah, there is absolutely no excuse to have no clowning around as Kimberly's episode. And what's funny is that there are literally two episodes in the pre-Green Ranger era where you can literally say that both Kimberly and Billy are the central characters. You have switch places where they switch bodies and Power Ranger punks where they turn into punks thanks to some potion being put in their drinks so why not just have both of those episodes either way it's kind of confusing but you know what we'll give it a free pass since this was the first set of vhs releases the second set of vhs releases as i said before were releases of the infamous green with evil saga the initial releases simply featured each of the episodes as well as advertisements for green for power rangers merchandise and each of the releases featured the Green Ranger in a different pose. Not really much to talk about with these releases. The re-releases, however, interestingly enough, not only came with a distinctive cover, such as showing Tommy unmorph for Part 1, him morphed in Part 2, him morphed but not wearing his helmet in Part 3, him posing with the Dragon Zord in Part 4, and him holding the Sword of Darkness unmorphed in Part 5. Interestingly enough, the second set of VHS releases also gave each of the five parts their own individual title. Part 1 is given the title of Out of Control. Part 2 is given the part of Jason's Battle. Part 3 is given the title of The Rescue, Eclipsing Megazord for Part 4, and Breaking the Spell for Part 5. And much like this, the re-releases of the previous set, these re-releases also featured also featured segments where Tommy was being interviewed with friends, as well as some highlights from Tommy while appearing at a Deer event. 
There's not really much to say about with these re-releases either. I mean, you basically have the entire Green with Evil saga able to watch. It does suck how I was never able to rent Part 3. I do remember renting all the other ones, and it did have some pretty cool cover art. But overall, as someone who really enjoys the Green with Evil story arc, I can definitely say that I did enjoy having all five of the Green with Evil parts released on VHS. Another special VHS tape released right around the time between Season 1 and Season 2 was never released to theaters, but was actually exclusive to members of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan club, which interestingly enough, was did receive its own ad in the previous mentioned Power Rangers VHS releases. Once you signed up, you would receive this special VHS release in the mail, and the tape simply featured some interviews with the characters, with the characters being acted in character, a very special music video for Power Rangers, and a more prominent promo for the then-upcoming Power Rangers sister series, VR Troopers. Unfortunately, I never owned this since I was way too young to be a member of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan club, since I probably wasn't even able to walk or talk by that point. But I do hear that it is interesting, and definitely something that I would look forward to looking at in the future. Next up, we are going to be moving on to Season 2 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which features quite a few episodes released on VHS, all of them split up into different series. The first set of releases, though this was not given any real official series, were three episodes of early Season 2 when Tommy is still the Green Ranger. These VHS releases include the Wannabe Ranger, featuring the main five Rangers posing with, Prim with the monster Primator in the background, Putty on the Brain, featuring Zack on the cover with the Monster of the Day Salaguana in the background, and Kimberly on Bloom of Doom with the titular Bloom of Doom monster shown in the background. These three episode releases also featured special music videos for one of the fight songs in Power Rangers, including I Will Win being featured on the Wannabe Ranger, We Need a Hero featured on Putty on the Brain, and Fight on Bloom of Doom. I actually have seen all of these VHS releases. I own the Wannabe Ranger, and I did rent Punny on the Brain and Bloom of Doom at my local Blockbuster when I was visiting my grandmother's house. And they're all definitely great episodes to have on VHS, although in some ways I feel like this series is almost partially unfinished. I mean, why would you have two VHS releases featuring Zack and Kimberly prominently on the cover, but then not give VHS releases for the other four Rangers. I mean, if you want to do the Wannabe Ranger, maybe dedicate that to Jason and then release three other VHSs. There are other songs that you could have for the music videos, such as maybe the Green Ranger theme song, Go Go Power Rangers, and I do remember there being another song called Five for One. Definitely feels weird. And what's weirder still is that I don't get why Zack is the only ranger on the cover on Putty on the Brain when that episode was very clearly dedicated to both him and Billy. It is kind of confusing, but this is just nitpicking. It is cool how we do have three episodes that are pretty fun to watch released on VHS, and the music videos are definitely awesome. Next up in the Season 2 releases was a series called The Girls Series, which consisted of two episodes including Two for One, featuring the Pink Ranger on the cover, along with Kimberly and Tommy, 
and Forever Friends featuring Aisha and Kimberly along with the Yellow Rangers helmet on the cover. These VHS releases are nothing really special, really only featuring the titular episodes and really nothing more. I have to say that the, this series could be a little confusing if they were released back-to-back -back for fans that weren't always entirely caught up, because Two for One is an early White Ranger episode, where Tommy is the White Ranger, but Jason, Trini, and Zack are still present, and then Forever Friends, as one can clearly see on the cover, is one where Rocky, Aisha, and Adam are Rangers. One does have to wonder why they didn't just simply have another episode where maybe Trini is a central character. I mean, I do understand why you probably wanted to have them both be episodes where Tommy is the White Ranger, and unfortunately there's no real Trini-centric episodes where Tommy is the White Ranger, but then maybe just have one episode where he's the Green Ranger, or hell, simply have an episode where Kimberly is the central character when Ro Jason, when Rocky, Ayesha, and Adam are still present. Just doesn't really make much sense to me, but what are you going to do? I did rent both of these, by the way, and they're very cool episodes to watch. The next set of releases includes the Morphin series, which featured the titular episodes. We got releases of Lord Zed Waves, Lights, Camera, Action, and When is a Power Ranger Not a Power Ranger?, can't really comment on these since unfortunately I never even saw them at my local Blockbuster and honestly in doing research with this video this was the only time that I ever knew that these things actually existed. The next set of VHS releases in Season 2 was something dubbed the White Ranger series. These VHS release, despite the series' title however, the VHS releases were actually episodes revolving around the three new rangers, Rocky, Aisha, and Adam, as one can clearly see on the cover, since the cover not only features the White Ranger, but each episode has the ranger being focused on in the titular episode be featured on the cover. These episodes include Goldar's Vice Versa for Adam, Rocky Just Wants to Have Fun for Rocky, and Where There's Smoke There's Fire for Aisha. I do have to say that these three episodes are actually pretty neat to be released on VHS. Each of these episodes definitely do a great job at showcasing the personalities of these three rangers, and they definitely made a clever decision on how to showcase their new personalities for people that may not be familiar with them. That being said, though, it is still kind of a lazy way to shoehorn Tommy into the series, into the spotlight considering how Tommy doesn't really do much as the White Ranger in any of these episodes. Interestingly enough, each of these episodes featured a special music video for the White Ranger's theme song, White Ranger Tiger Power. The next set of VHS releases released right around the time of Season 2 were holiday releases. The first was a straight-to-VHS special called Alpha's Magical Christmas, a rather infamous special that I should add, where Alpha and Zordon invite a group of children into the command center to sing Christmas carols while the rangers are out helping Santa Claus. Alpha's Magical Christmas is infamous for being a mess, and it is. There's, first of all, it makes absolutely no sense why Zordon would allow kids into the command center, there's really no action other than Alpha just singing Christmas carols. 
And it also creates some continuity errors since we see Tommy donning his Green Ranger powers. Yet, at the very end of the episode, we see Rocky, Aisha, and Adam at the end, implying that they're the ones wearing red, black, and yellow to help Santa when, Tom, when only Tommy, Kimberly, and Billy return to the command center. And we are shown flashbacks to previous episodes where Tommy is the White Ranger, but again, Tommy is wielding his Green Ranger powers in this episode. It's a massive continuity mess and definitely not something worth checking out. The next VHS release was I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger, which was originally released as a VHS tape, but would go on to air on TV many months later in Season 3. Not really much to say about I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger, since you know, you've seen the episode and you kind of already know what's going to happen. The next set of VHS releases for Mighty Morphin, though this was around a time when Season 1 and Season 2 were... Season 2 and Season 3, pardon me, were kind of intersecting with each other, was a series called All-Time Favorites. This, these three all-time favorites include White Light, Ninja Quest, and a, special, and a special featuring original footage called The Good, The Bad, and The Stupid. Each of these VHS releases would open up with segments where our favorite bumbling bullies, Bulk and Skull, would make opening segments, and for White Light and Ninja Quest, you had moments where Bulk and Skull are narrating and interrupting the specials with their own little commentary, while The Good, The Bad, and The Stupid was a VHS exclusive that featured clips and flashbacks and new footage with Bulk and Skull showing their own highlights. Unfortunately, I never did come across any of these VHS releases during my, t during my youth, and it does suck because having VHS specials where Bulk and Skull narrate the, narrate the whole series and just kind of go over funny events just seems kind of like a real fun adventure to have. I really do hope that one of these days I could come across one of these tapes and just pop it in to have a look because Bulk and Skull giving their own personal commentary on great episodes such as this definitely sounds like a special treat. Other VHS releases released around the time, including a VHS release of the Rangers Live on Stage World Tour. I haven't seen this, so I can't really comment on it. There were two episodes really there were two VHS releases of a VHS exclusive karate club series where we showed Tommy teaching kids karate teaching kids karate both at level one and White Ranger Kata. I, I did actually see the karate club VHS on my local blockbuster, but never actually rented it. There was another release of Lord Zed's Monster Heads, which featured clips of Lord Zed and his monsters recalling hard times that they faced with the Rangers, during which we got many clip shows of the many events of Lord Zed attempting and failing to destroy the Rangers. And of course, to wrap it up with Mighty Morphin releases during the time of Mighty Morphin, we naturally got a release of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. We're not quite done with Mighty Morphin just yet, though. As in celebration of the Power Rangers' 10th anniversary many years later, we got what is referred to as the Power Playback series. These six VHS releases featured two episodes on each tape dedicated to one of the Rangers, with there being releases for the Red Ranger, Black Ranger, Blue Ranger, Yellow Ranger, Pink Ranger, and White Ranger. 
The Red Ranger videotape included releases of Day of the Dumpster and the Wannabe Ranger. Black Ranger featured Happy Birthday Zack and Putty on the Brain. Blue Ranger featured Food Fight and Blue Ranger Gone Bad. Yellow Ranger featured High Five and Forever Friends. Pink Ranger included No Clowning Around and Bloom of Doom. And the White Ranger included a combined edit of the two-part episode White Light. I did actually own the Blue Ranger VHS, and it was pretty fun, especially since Blue Ranger Gone Bad, unlike all the other episodes released in this released in this little segment, was actually never released on VHS prior. That being said, some of the this series is a little inconsistent. I do like how the Yellow Ranger Adventure features release of one episode for Trini, High Five, and one episode for Ayesha for Forever Friends. But that is unfortunately not the case with the other four rangers. I mean, okay, it's fine to have Blue Ranger gone bad for Billy, since that's another episode where we have Rocky, Ayesha, and Adam. But for the red, black, and pink rangers, we have episodes that are early season three when Tommy is still the Green Ranger. I don't know, maybe you could have had Rocky just wants to have fun on on the Red Ranger adventure, Goldar's vice versa for Black, and maybe two for one for Kimberly. It, it does seem a little bit inconsistent, and I feel like we got cheated out of that. Of course, it is cool how we do get a compiled edit of White Light. I am curious, though, why they also didn't feature a Green Ranger release. I mean, okay, it would be kind of awkward to have five episodes of the Green with Evil saga being released on one tape, but... Maybe, I don't know, have a compiled edit of Green No More that shows how Tommy lost his Green Ranger powers. There are ways that you could have included the Green Ranger in this. That being said, though, this was a cool way to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Power Rangers. And, I def and while I do wish that we did have different episodes released on red, black, and pink, I definitely can't say that I can complain. Next up, we are going to be moving on to Power Rangers Zeo, which feature two VHS releases, one being Zeo Quest, and the other being it came from Angel Grove. Zeo Quest was a pretty big VHS release, since it's not only featured Zeo episodes, but also Mighty Morphin episodes that lead up to the events that start Zeo. Pretty much many episodes of the Alien Ranger saga from Season 3 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are edited together along with the entirety of the two-part episode of Zeo Beginning. Mind you, they don't take all of the clips from every episode from those Mighty Morphin episodes, only taking the footage of the Rangers being informed of the Zeo Crystal at the end of Attack of the 60s Bulk, and we take footage from episodes of What Are You Thinking, Along Came a Spider, Sowing the Seas of Evil, and Hog Day Afternoon. But in particular, they take the clips of Rocky, Tommy, Adam, Kat, and Aisha finding their shards of the Zeo subcrystal before returning to the command center. No real ranger action is shown from these episodes, although the alien rangers do briefly appear when they send the in the clip where they send the rangers on their journeys. And, of course, we do see the Alien Rangers when they leave Earth to go back to Aquatar before we transition into going into a Zeo beginning. We do get the final bit of... There is one clip that is briefly cut from a Zeo beginning where Alpha hints that Zordon might no longer be alive since that was meant to be a cliffhanger to, a, to the first part of a two-part episode, but since it's combined 
into one edit, that clip wouldn't be necessary. The second VHS release for Zio was It Came From Angel Grove, which simply featured the episode and an exclusive music video for the Zio theme song. Zio Quest is a very interesting VHS release. It does suck how, unfortunately, because it's dedicated entirely to the Rangers finding their Zio crystals, we don't really get any real Ranger action until the very end of it with the final battle of a Zio beginning. I do understand that it's 90 minutes long, and for a Power Rangers VHS release, that might be a little too long. So you probably so you probably couldn't get away with showing action with the Alien Rangers. But at the same time, it does feel weird how they even include clips of the Alien Rangers, since people are going to wonder who these people are if they never actually watch the show. It is quite a confusing edit. It came from Angel Grove, meanwhile, I guess is an okay episode to be released, as judging from the cover, it was probably released around the time of Halloween. But it is weird how Adam is shown morphed in his Zeo Ranger 4 green form when we don't see him morphed in that episode. Tommy is the only Ranger who appears morphed in that episode entirely. And I'm not really a big fan of that episode. Not really much to talk about with Zeo, though, since I never actually watched Zeo episodes released on VHS, so I, since I never really knew about them. But I did watch Zeo Quest in preparation of this video, and I do have, as it has been uploaded to YouTube, and definitely recommend it watching, since it does show a pretty cool edit of how the Rangers lost their Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and become Zeo Rangers. Next up, we have Power Rangers Turbo, which is going to be short and very sweet. Power Rangers Turbo only had two VHS releases, both of which pertain to the Power Rangers Turbo movie. The first VHS release was simply the movie itself, and it did feature a commercial for the then-upcoming Rescue Megazord toy. And there's also an extremely rare tape that includes behind-the-scenes look into how the movie was made. Can't really talk about anything here since I'm not, since I can't really talk about this without giving an in-depth review of the Power Rangers Turbo movie, but it does suck how Turbo didn't get any other VHS releases. It would have at least been nice to get a compiled edit of the Power Transfer where we see the old team leave and the new Rangers come in, or hell, even do Chase into Space where we see how the tur Turbo season ends. I feel like Turbo gets the short end of the stick, but then again, Power Rangers Turbo was an infamous season that fans didn't like, so I guess that does kind of make sense. Next up, we have Power Rangers in Space, which featured one VHS release called Power Rangers in Space the Movie. As cool as that title may sound, it actually didn't feature any new content, but was instead a compiled edit of the Psycho Ranger series basically taking the episodes of the entire Psycho Ranger saga and editing them all together for a seamless storyline. It included the episodes of Rangers Gone Psycho, A Rift in the Rangers, Five of a Kind, Silence is Golden, and The Enemy Within, with the episode Carlos on Call being omitted for pretty explainable reasons since that episode doesn't really add much to the plot. All episodes except The Enemy Within did have a couple of edits, however. For example, the opening scene of Rangers Gone Psycho, where the Rangers battle against the Owl Monster, is omitted. The scenes of Psycho Yellow approaching Ecliptor and Astronema to tell, her, tell them her plan to destroy the Rangers, and then going to Psycho Pink, 
to get her help in a rift in the Rangers' cut, as is the scene where Astronema is informed of Psycho Pink taking on her monster form and attacking the Rangers. Five of a Kind's final scene where TJ and Andros lament over Astronema being insane and them wondering what the future holds for their battle with the Psycho Rangers was omitted. And the scene of Silence is Golden where Cassie, while trying to remain silent, bumps into an old man and gives him a flower as an apology was also cut. As someone who owned this VHS, I can definitely say, looking back at it all these years later, that it is 100% worth watching. It is cool how we get to see the entire Psycho Ranger saga be combined together as if it's one big movie. It is pretty cool that we get to see that saga. Although, my only real complaint with Power Rangers in Space is that we could have gotten a whole lot more of a VHS release. I mean, if you gave us a VHS release that showed us the transition from Mighty Morphin to Zeo, why not give us a VHS release that shows the Rangers on how they went from being Turbo Rangers to Space Rangers? Like, maybe have a compiled edit of Chase into Space and From Out of Nowhere? And at the very least, they definitely should have had a VHS release of Countdown to Destruction. But, what else are you going to do? For what we got with Power Rangers in Space, it was still definitely very cool. Now we are entering the post-Zordon era with Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, which featured two VHS releases, including Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, The Power of Teamwork Overcomes All, and Power Rangers Lost Galaxy, The Return of the Magna Defender. The Power of Teamwork Overcomes All is a compiled edit of the first three episodes of Lost Galaxy, combining Quasar Quest and Race to the Rescue, beginning a regular practice that would go on for Lost Galaxy, Lightspeed Rescue, and Time Force, and Wild Force, where the first VHS releases would be a compiled edit of the first two episodes to show the Rangers getting their powers and going far enough as to show the debut of the Zords. Although in Lost Galaxy case, you only simply see the debut of the Galacta Beasts, but you can see where the intention was. Not much to comment on with this VHS release since no real edits were made to the episodes. The Return of the Magna Defender, meanwhile, as you can tell from the title, is a compiled edit of the Magna Defender saga, including episodes The Magna Defender, The Sunflower Search, Orion Rising, Orion Returns, and Redemption Day. Silent Sleep and Shark Attack were both omitted, I guess since they don't really do much in those episodes. And that's about it. I had a couple of edits from The Return of the Magna Defender include the final scene of Magna Defender vowing that he will not be stopped in his quest for vengeance being omitted with the, sh with the Magna Defender segment simply ending with the Rangers walking off, walking off as Leo doubts that Magna Defender is actually his brother. Probably the most prominent edit was in the episode The Sunflower Search, where the lines of Magna Defender's Zun Zika are redubbed. In the actual episode, Zika's lines are much more high-pitched, sounding childlike, yet in The Sunflower Search, Zika's lines are much deeper. Kind of a weird edit. There's also an added line of Scorpius ordering his monsters to destroy him to the Magna Defender, Kind of a weird George Lucas-esque change, if you ask me, but what are you going to do? Orion Ri Rising, Orion Returns, and Redemption Day did not feature any real major changes. 
I own both of these VHS tapes, and it they're both pretty enjoyable. It is cool to see how the... It is cool compiling the edit of Quasar Quest, since it's a pretty strong start to the series. And I do like how Return of the Magnet Defender does have a pretty good focus on the actual stuff with the Magnet Defender. It just sucks how that's kind of where Power Rangers' VHS for Lost Galaxy ends. I mean, Lightspeed Rescue and Time Force would show us compiled edits of the finales. Spoiler alert there, so... Why don't we get a compiled edit of the Journey's End or get a compiled edit of the Lost Galaxy Saga? I guess, to be fair, you could argue that Redemption Day was literally a point where Saban lost interest in keeping Lost Galaxy advertised. So I guess it's fitting, but I just feel like we got cheated out of better, out of more good episodes released as part of Lost Galaxy. But for what we got, you can't really complain. Next up, we have the VHS releases of Lightspeed Rescue, which includes not one, not two, but five, count them, five VHS releases. The first VHS release was simply called Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue, which, in keeping with the tradition, was a compiled edit of the first three episodes, Operation Lightspeed, Lightspeed Teamwork, and Trial by Fire, showing enough episodes to show the Rangers getting their powers and getting their zords. No major edits were done with this release to any of the episodes, so we really don't have to comment on that. The second VHS release was called Power Rangers in 3D, Power Rangers Triple Force, which was a compiled edit of the team-up episode with the Galaxy Rangers, Trakina's Revenge. Interestingly enough, this VHS release was originally a McDonald's exclusive being released at limited stores, as part of a Happy Meal before it eventually received a store-wide release being released in local stores. What's funny is that this VHS release was actually done many months before the episode itself actually aired on TV. In fact, this VHS release was, was actually released in stores before the Titanium Ranger even appeared, Meaning that technically, this VHS release is the first appearance of many major elements of Lightspeed Rescue, including the first appearance of Olympias, the first appearance of the Omega Megazord and Max Solar Zord. In a lot of ways, it does feel, it actually does kind of explain some of the weird inconsistencies with the episode, since the episode kind of plays out a little bit more like a movie. The only major edit made in this little segment is that it adds a deleted scene that literally takes place in between parts 1 and 2 that shows Triskull bragging about how defeating the Rangers at the end of part 1 was too easy before he walks off. <coughs> the third VHS release for Lightspeed Rescue was Titanium Ranger Curse of the Cobra, compiling the episodes of the... Curse of the Cobra story arc for the Titanium Ranger, including Ryan's Destiny, Curse of the Cobra, Strength of the Sun, and the Cobra Strikes. The only major edit done in these episodes is the fact is cutting the scene at the beginning of the Cobra Strikes, where Miss Fairweather urges Ryan not to morph in order to keep the Curse of the Cobra at bay. The next VHS release was Neptune's Daughter, which was a comp compilation of the two episodes revolving around Chad having a bit of a love relationship with the mermaid Marina. And they also include the episode The Fifth Crystal, where Kelsey has revolving around Kelsey's relationship with her overbearing grandmother, because why not? 
The final VHS release was called The Queen's Wrath, which was a compiled edit of the four-part in-game story arc of Lightspeed Rescue. Wrath of the Queen, Rise of the Super Demons, and Parts 1 and Part 2 of The Fate of Lightspeed. I actually owned all, f all but one of the VHS releases of Lightspeed Rescue. I never had Neptune's Daughter, although I wasn't really particularly interested in that, considering how... It was a compilation of episodes that I don't really care for. I do have to question why they chose that particular story arc, since there are kind of many other story arcs that they could have gone with. They could have maybe compiled the episode showing Queen Banshira returning and Ryan leaving the team, as well as showing how Diabolica was released, because as... because... Power Rangers' VHS releases might actually be a little confusing for people who depend on it to keep up with the show. We literally see Diabolico get destroyed at the very end of Titanium Ranger Curse of the Cobra, and yet he's alive and well in The Queen's Wrath. Of course, if you actually watch the series proper, you will know why he's there, but some people who like to simply watch it through the VHS would be kind of confused. Especially since the Cobra... The Curse of the Cobra VHS ends on a cliffhanger showing Impus about to mutate. Maybe give us a compilation of episodes that show the rise of Olympias and Queen Banshira returning, and then maybe throw in the episode where Diabolico returns. There are ways that you could have worked around this. I really do have to complain since I did grow up with these VHS releases. But I'm not going to lie, I did enjoy the release of The Queen's Wrath. It was one of the first Power Ranger finales that I remember watching as a kid. And having those episodes released all together was an absolute treat for me. The only real complaint I can make is that the cover of this VHS release does feature Carter battling against Olympias and Olympias' advanced form when that form is not seen or and the Rangers are not seen fighting it in any of these episodes. But that's just a minor nitpick. Not really much else to complain about there. Next up, we're moving on to what in my, is, in my opinion, the most well-handled VHS release, Power Rangers Time Force. Much like Lightspeed Rescue, Power Rangers Time Force featured five VHS releases. These five VHS releases included Force from the Future, which was a compiled edit of the two-part episode Force from the Future and Something to Fight For, which was keeping with the tradition of showing the f episodes where the Rangers get their powers and them getting their Zords. The second release was Quantum Ranger Clash for Control, compiling the episodes Worlds Apart, The Quantum Quest, and Clash for Control, pretty much showing the, the debut of Eric, his t becoming the Quantum Ranger and gaining control of the Quantasaurus Rex. The third release was Photo Finish, which was a compiled edit of the two-part episode Movie Madness and Full Exposure. Though interestingly enough, the end credits are shown after Movie Madness and Full Exposure is shown all by itself, in which breaks the tradition of showing all the episodes together as if they're one as if they're just one major episode, which was weird, but I guess kinda makes sense since Full Exposure doesn't really fit in with Movie Madness. Then we have Dawn of Destiny, which is a compiled edit of the story arc of Frax breaking away from Rancic and Alex retaking his Red Ranger powers, the episodes being Frax's Fury, Dawn of Destiny, Fight Against Fate, and Destiny Defeated. And then finally we have The End of Time, which was a compiled edit of the 
entire in-game arc of Power Rangers Time Force, A Calm Before the Storm, and the three-part episode, The End of Time. With the only real major edits being to these episodes being that it shows the that the final scenes that end on to be continued are shortened up since uh, naturally, of course, they wouldn't look well in a seem seemingly endless storyline. The only major edit I can really think of is that the final shot of Force from the Future Part 2 is extended. In the original version, it simply pauses as Lucas is about to turn around, while in this version, that shot is extended to show Katie and Trip joining joining Jen and Lucas as they walk away. An interesting thing to note about the Power Rangers Time Force releases is that all of these episodes feature their pre-9-11th releases. As many of you know, there were several episodes of Power Rangers Time Force that received heavy edits after 9-11th. Not really much that I can... I don't want to point out all the major details, but some of the... But the few details are that in Something to Fight For, we're shown the shots of the Jetara attacking the city and destroying buildings and literally flinging a chunk of a building at the Time Force Megazord when that was edited to simply show him shooting lasers at the Megazord. Clash for Control shows more prominent scenes of the Q-Rex attacking the city and explosions erupting all around. Full photo finish features the features probably the only way that you can see the original version of full exposure where the building that Katie saves Mitch from is actually shown dealing with more extensive damage. And for Dawn of Destiny, we're shown the scene in Destiny Defeated where Dragontron is shown literally blowing up a building. Power Rangers Time Force is, as I said, easily the best VHS release since literally every major story arc in Time Force is covered. We get we get the VHS that establishes them as Power Rangers and their Zords. We get a VHS release that establishes the Silver Guardians and Eric. We get the whole story arc where Wes makes amends with his dad and Alex briefly takes over. And we get the Endgame story arc. Sure, it probably would have been nice to have the episodes released of the Rangers getting the Time Shadow and showing how Eric gets his Mega Battle and Wes gets his battle, Red Battle Warrior, although we will get back to that in a short while. But overall, Power Rangers Time Force's VHS releases are definitely way better since you could literally take all of these VHS releases and watch them and feel like you've watched the entire season. It actually does make me regret the fact that I didn't buy any of these except Force from the Future and Quantum Ranger Clash for Control. Definitely recommend watching any of the Power Rangers VH, Time Force VHS releases since it's basically a really great way to just watch the abridged version of the show. Definitely high, easy to recommend. Before we move on to the next season, we have one, I guess you can say miscellaneous VHS release to go over. Though this was released shortly after Power Rangers Time Force, so I guess it is appropriate to put it in a slot. That VHS release is called Power Rangers Red Alert. This is the first and only VHS release to feature multiple episodes from different seasons. In this case, this VHS release was a compilation of Two Heads Are Better Than One from Season 1 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Mission 2 Secret City from Power Rangers in Space, and Beware the Night from Power Rangers Time Force. 
This VHS release is weird. I never actually owned it, although I did see it available at a local Toys R Us that I visited frequently when I was a kid. What's funny is that, considering how Wes was on the front cover, and if you look on the back, you'll see Jason, ironically enough, when I was a kid, I actually thought that this was like a special release, like maybe it's a team-up between Time Force and Mighty Morphin, which kind of makes me feel happy that I never bought this, because I would have been horribly disappointed if that was the case. With that being said, this VHS release does have a little bit of an idea going for it. I mean, two of these episodes, Mission to Secret City and Beware of a Night, are episodes where we get to see how Andros and Wes get their battleizers. So maybe you could have done like a compilation of those, like maybe give us Facing the Past to see how Leo gets his battleizer, and then maybe show the episode where Carter unlocks his trans armor cycle. I mean, that's literally only four episodes, so it's not going to be much longer than what we get. It feels weird ha just having these three episodes together, almost as if the company responsible for making these just simply put a bunch of episodes together in a hat and just randomly pulled them out. Really weird, and not only that, but this VHS release is also a bit of a missed opportunity. Given the title, this would have been a perfect way to release Forever Red on video, so why not just wait a little bit until after Wild Force has concluded, and then maybe release a VHS tape consisting of episodes that show the Red Ranger shining? Sure, it would be awkward to have a VHS release with showing episodes for all ten Red Rangers, but you could have worked around that in some ways. This just feels like a massive missed opportunity and personally I am glad that I never owned this because as I said I probably would have been incredibly disappointed. Next up we have Power Rangers Wild Force. I do need to make a statement that Wild Force was around a time when I was losing interest in Power Rangers as a kid so my knowledge on VHS releases from this point forward is a little fuzzy though thankfully we only have a few more seasons to cover so that's not really that big of a deal. But with that being said, Power Rangers Wild Force featured four VHS releases, including Lionheart, which was a compilation of the first four episodes of the season, Lionheart, Darkness Awaiting, Click Click Zoom, and Never Give Up, Ancient Awakening, a compilation edited of Ancient Awakening, Wishes on the Water, The Bare Necessities, and Soul Searching, Curse of the Wolf, a compilation of Soul Bird Salvation, Curse of the Wolf, Battle of the Zords, and Predazord Awaken, and Identity Crisis, which was a compilation of Revenge of Senaku, Identity Crisis, The Ancient Warrior, and The Lone Wolf. From what I've seen of these VHS releases, as I did watch these ones in preparation for this video, I can say that Power Rangers Wild Force, it, as far as its VHS releases, is kind of a mix between how the Saban era handled their VHS releases and how the Disney era would ultimately handle theirs. On one hand, the VHS releases combine all the episodes together for a seemingly seamless storyline, although in Wild Force's case, it's a little bit clumsier since, these episodes, since not all of these episodes cover one major story arc. But on the other hand, it didn't, unlike the Saban era, which would simply take different story arcs and combine them into stories, regardless of whether or not they take place immediately after each other, Power Rangers Wild Force simply released the episodes in order from the very first episode and pretty much would release every 
episode after that, up until they reached a certain point, at, after which they just decided to stop releases altogether. Funnily enough, this does end up kind of working against Power Rangers Wild Force, since the very last episode released on VHS, and therefore the last episode that kids could have watched at the time before the seasons were released on DVD many years later, is an episode where Merrick becomes the Lunar Wolf Ranger, and then it literally ends with Merrick shunning the Rangers and walking away. Why would you do that? I mean, hell... All other seasons, even the Disney-era seasons that would come out after this, got five VHS releases. So couldn't we get like a fifth VHS release for Wild Force that, where we see Merrick ultimately at least deciding to help the Rangers? Wild Force just feels really incomplete with its VHS releases. But then again, I wasn't really a huge fan of Wild Force, so I probably wouldn't have cared anyway. But for all the kids out there that did enjoy Power Rangers Wild Force, yeah, they definitely got cheated. Next up, we move on to Power Rangers Ninja Storm and the beginning of the Disney era. As I said with Power Rangers Wild Force, from this point forward, VHS releases are basically where they'll release the episodes in order on VHS in a compilation and not really skipping any of them up until they get to a point where they pretty much decide for one reason or another just not to release any episodes anymore. Which means that unfortunately we're no longer going to get any VHS releases that show the finale. Which does suck. But with that being said, Ninja Storm featured six VHS releases, including Prelude to a Storm, which, which compiled the episodes Prelude to a Storm, There's No I in Team, and Beauty and the Beach. Looming Thunder, which combined the episodes of Looming Thunder and all three parts of Thunder Strangers. Lightning Strikers, which was a compiled edit of all four parts of The Return of Thunder. Samurai's Journey, which combined Pork Chopped and all three parts of the Samurai's Journey, and Cyber Clash, which combined Scent of a Ranger, I Love Lothor, and Goodwill Hunter, and All About Beevil. There was also a rare VHS release called Nowhere to Grow, which simply had the single episode Nowhere to Grow, and also featured a sneak peek for the then-upcoming season Power Rangers Dino Thunder. Unlike the previous VHS releases, these releases simply featured the episodes as they were, split up into segments. Now, that isn't to say that they would show the opening theme at the beginning of every episode. It's just that, unlike the VHS releases before, which tended to combine all the episodes they were shown together as if they were one big episode, this time they were just split up into segments. You would have Prelude to a Storm, it would play, then it would cut to the beginning of There's No I in Team, showing There's No I in Team on the title, and so on and so forth. Honestly, I, didn't, I never really bought any of these VHS releases. As By the time Ninja Storm was coming out and I wanted to actually watch them, I was buying them on DVD, seeing as VHS releases were kind of a dying brand by the time Ninja Storm came out. And I am kind of happy because to kind of uh, briefly hint on what I'm going to say at the end of this review, it really did feel like the VHS releases compiling the episodes together as if they're one big story arc just felt more unique, which is one of the reasons why starting from this point forward, 
The VHS releases just don't really have as much of their charm anymore. Not really much else I can say, although I will say that you could have at the very least combined all four parts of The Return of Thunder together into one big episode in Lightning Strikers. And also, why do you call that Lightning Strikers and give it its own personal, unique title instead of just calling it Return of Thunder? And where does the name Cyber Clash come from for the last one? That always really confused me. It also does suck how we don't actually see anything further in the series, but hey, at least they managed to get far enough to where Cam is the Green Ranger, and we get to see a couple of episodes in him in action, so I guess that works. Not really much else to say about Ninja Storm, guys. Next up, we move on to Power Rangers Dino Thunder, which, in keeping with the Disney-era tradition, pretty much featured episodes in order until they decided to fit, until they just decided to cut it off. These VHS releases include Day of the Dino, which featured three Dino Thunder episodes, Day of the Dino Parts 1 and 2, and Wave Goodbye, and in order to stay consistent with the rest of its VHS releases, but not go quite into the area where the Black Ranger debuted yet, they also included the two-part Ninja Storm finale, Storm Before the Calm. Kind of weird to have a ninja, some Ninja Storm episodes in a Dino Thunder VHS release, but hey... As someone who was previously complaining how we don't get to see Disney-era finales on VHS releases, I guess I can't complain about that. Volume 2 was Legacy of Power, which compiled Legacy of Power, Back in Black, Diva in Distress, Game On, and Golden Boy. White Thunder was a compilation of White Thunder Parts 1, 2, and 3 and Truth and Consequences. Collision Course was a compilation of Leader of the Whack, Burning at Both Ends, The Missing Bone, Bully for Ethan, and Lost and Found in Translation. And the fifth and final volume, titled Triassic Triumph, was a compilation of It's a Mad Mad Mackerel, Tri Copy That, Triassic Triumph, A Star is Torn, and a Ranger Exclusive. And this VHS release, the last one, featured a sneak peek of the then-upcoming Power Rangers season, Power Rangers SPD. One thing I have noticed looking at this now is that there are actually two episodes that are skipped for Dino Thunder's debut, and both of them are kind of important episodes. We don't see the episode Beneath the Surface, where we see the debut of the Dimetrozord, and we also don't see the release of the Ocean Alert, where the Stegazord debuts. Which is weird, considering how both of these orbs do play big parts in episodes that are released on VHS. I mean, Trent's Megazord, the Dino Stegazord, is literally made with the Stegazord. So when someone is going to be watching White Thunder, they're going to wonder where the heck this Stegazord came from. But hey, I guess that was just a that was an error with other VHS releases, since we saw Megazords despite them having not appeared in other VHS releases for their debut before, so I guess I can't really complain. That being said, though, there's not much else I can comment on Power Rangers Dino Thunder since, you know, it's pretty much just commenting on episode by episode. I will applaud them, though, for at least including the Ninja Storm finale on the very first VHS release. So, yeah, not really much to complain about with Dino Thunder. And to wrap this up, we move on to Power Rangers SPD, the final season to feature any VHS releases. Even though Power Rangers SPD would have a total of five volumes released on home video, much like its predecessor, 
only three of these five volumes would be released on VHS since videotapes would officially go out of production sometime in 2005 before those last two volumes could be released. The VHS releases for Power Rangers SPD, much like Dino Thunder, were simple compilations of the episodes going in order. We have Joining Forces, combining the two-part, the beginnings, two-parter, along with Confronted, Walls, and Dog. Stakeout, combining Abridged, Sam, Parts 1 and 2, Idle, and Stakeout. And Wired, combining the Shadow, two-parter, Abandoned, and the Wired, two-parter. Not really much to comment on here since no real and major thing, although I will say that the fifth volume in this set, which was released on DVD, was the first time that anyone was able to see the, uh, I believe it was the Wormhole team-up episode where the SPD Rangers team up in Dino Thunder, but that was on DVD, so it's not really relevant. Not really much to talk about with Power Rangers SPD. And that, my friends, is the end of the releases of Power Rangers on VHS. Not really much else that I can say. Power Rangers on VHS was always a major part of my childhood. Yes, it is cool that all of the seasons have been released on v DVD, and it's cool that we're able to watch them now without any real interruptions, but as someone who grew up in the 90s and pretty much enjoyed watching videotapes, I really got to say that the VHS releases of Power Rangers, especially for some seasons, just seem a little bit more unique. It is cool that we have major story arcs for Power Ranger seasons combined together into one major movie, as if it's more of a motion picture instead of just a bunch of episodes on a TV show. Seasons like Lightspeed Rescue and Time Force and Power Rangers in Space did a really good job at doing that, and it just kind of has its own unique charm that Power Rangers will never be able to really match again. It just feels like it was part of Power Rangers, at least for me. And that is why if you ever are going through like maybe some old thrift store and you find an, a VHS release from maybe t Lightspeed Rescue in Space, Time Force, or Lost Galaxy, I definitely recommend picking it up if you do have a means to watch VHS, which I currently do. Can't really say much else other than I thank you for in for joining me into this little trip down memory lane. I hope that you guys have were able to enjoy Power Rangers on VHS as much as I did. And yeah, not really much else to say. Hope you guys enjoyed this journey. Next time we will be returning to our little journey at of a samurai for Shinkenger where I will be joined with the rest of the crew. So I hope you guys will join us on that. If you are listening to this video on iTunes or on Spotify, we greatly appreciate it. If you are watching this on YouTube, please be sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel if you're not already subscribed. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all those other social media likes. Once again, I thank you guys for joining me into this little memory lane excursion. And I will see you guys next time. So, take care.